I'm more than excited to announce that Mr. Derek Smith is this month's podcast sponsor. He's an international public speaking coach, event host, and master of ceremonies. Hello, my name's Derek Smith, and for the Creative Startup Academy, I am offering online courses, training spaces, and one-on-one -on -one coaching. Together, we can help you master virtual event speaking and become media ready. Check out the link for special community offers. You can find the link in the show notes. Let's go to this week's episode. I've heard the saying, and I totally agree with it, that being an entrepreneur is the best personal development program you can go through. The Startup Student Podcast, a podcast for everyone who sees themselves as a student of the startup life or is actually a student at the university and is starting a business on the side. In this podcast, I, Christine, and experts from around the world want to support you with our knowledge. Let's start this episode. Hello, hello. Welcome back to this week's Startup Student Podcast episode. I'm very excited. We're starting a new topic and a topic that every entrepreneur, um, pretty much every person in this world, <laughs> but especially entrepreneurs should think about. And that is about taking risks. And I have Karen Ann Bullock with me, who is uh, an expert, let's say, in that, as in many other things. But I will let her introduce herself in a second. Today, we have the first episode, which is all about introducing her, of course, and also introducing the three pillars that she developed around that topic. Welcome, Karen. Hello. Welcome. Do you want to tell us who you are? Hey, Christine, thank you so much for having me. I am excited to be here because I love to talk about risk taking. <laughs> so it's sort of it's been an interesting journey to get me to talking about risk taking. I had a 30 year corporate career. So I started out as an assistant training specialist and ended up as an executive vice president and member of the board of directors. And along the way, took quite a few risks by jumping into different areas of the company in which I had little or no expertise, which is something that entrepreneurs have to do a lot, jump into things they, if they have no expertise. And that is really a risk. So I now am coaching women leaders and entrepreneurs about taking risks, helping people get out of their comfort zone, creating a plan, because taking risks isn't being reckless. <laughs> and we've talked about this a little bit. Um, risk taking is calculated, strategic. It's not jumping off the deep end and being reckless. So we're going to talk a little bit about that more, but Hopefully that gives you some background. Yes, thank you. Very exciting. And I I love uh, talking to people that uh, took risks in their life, uh, that have an interesting background and um, have different kind of experiences that they can share. And that's what you say. You Usually someone uh, helps people with something that they had experienced themselves and um, go through some stuff and then develop maybe kind of a model around it or some three pillars like in your case. So should we dive into that? What are the three pillars all about? So the three pillars are clarity, awareness, and trust. And those things are essential, I think, for any entrepreneur as just in general, but certainly to set yourself up for successful risk-taking. So awareness, just to give you a little bit of background, awareness is really being aware of yourself, right? Knowing yourself, 
knowing what your strengths are, your weaknesses are, what your blind spots are, and more importantly, knowing what motivates you. Because I always talk about risk-taking as you want to be in touch with your why. And we're going to talk a little bit about more of that when we dive deeper into it. But awareness, self-awareness is so critical for any successful entrepreneur, but particularly when you're taking risks. The mm -hmm. second pillar is clarity. So you need to know what you're all about. You have to have a clear vision and risk-taking needs to align with that vision, align with that clarity, because otherwise you're maybe taking risks you don't need to and, and moving into recklessness. So being really super clear and, and knowing not only yourself with the awareness, but knowing where you're going and what really is important to you. And then the third element is trust. And that's trusting yourself. It's trusting other people and it's trusting life or the universe or however you want to, you know, put that in context for yourself. But without a, a level of trust, we're going to operate from fear. And when you're operating from fear, you cannot take risks. I love those pillars. So awareness, if we talk about it, um, and not too much because we're going to have a whole episode about it, but it's about what you said. And just a thought because I think awareness is like you said it's the first step and then um, the second would be clarity and then trust but the being self-aware is so difficult sometimes and it's one of the most difficult things I think people can try to understand about themselves so um, who am I what are my weaknesses or maybe we don't call them that we call them what can, can I improve what are my strengths and especially also, I have that a lot of times with entrepreneurs, what are their strengths? They they won't be able to answer that because for them, it's such a just so natural um, to that they don't think it's a strength and it's just a normal thing. And then on the other side, sometimes people can be blind to what needs to be improved um, because maybe they don't get the feedback from other people. Um, that might be one thing. Or, and I remember when I was still in the corporate world and working and when there was performance reviews and they were telling you what was great and what could be improved, um, they did ask me actually at the beginning, what do you think what uh, is good on and what could be improved? And I, I said a lot of things and I said, oh, it's like you were listening at the door. <laughs> so it seems that I have a good level of self-awareness, but probably not all. But is that something that you also find that it can be very difficult for people to be self-aware. I, I do. I think it's hard for all of us to really look at ourselves because we, we don't want to, right? <laughs> I mean, um, at the end of the day, I think one of the strengths, the biggest strength someone ha can have is the willingness to look at themselves and to really dive deep and see what's holding them back, particularly in, in your entrepreneurial journey. I've heard the saying, and I totally agree with it, that being an entrepreneur is the best personal development program you can go through <laughs> because it's going to bring, it. It, it, it's going to bring up everything, right? It's going to bring up all your fears. It's going to bring up all the things that hold you back without you even really knowing it. And unless you develop that awareness, those things are going to hold you back from being successful. I mean, I know one of the things that I've done over the years, uh, particularly since I started my entrepreneurial journey is have a coach 
you know, even though I am a coach, I have coaches because you need someone to help keep you grounded. You need someone to hold that mirror up and say, wait a minute, this is what I'm hearing you say, right? And sometimes we say things and we're not even aware of what it means and how much we're holding our, ourselves back. You know, I was talking to a client yesterday and she was saying, well, I'm not ready yet. Well, what, <laughs> what, what does that mean? Right. Okay. So you haven't finished all your training. I got that. There are things that aren't ready, but when we make statements like that, we're saying so much more than we really realize we're saying. And so having a coach, having someone who can hold that mirror up and call us out when we're holding ourselves back, I think is really important as an entrepreneur. I love that. And um, coming back to that, I'm not ready. I hear that a lot as well. And I think every entrepreneur should do their homework uh, and to minimize, let's say, the risk <laughs> they're taking. However, um, if you wait for being ready, you probably never start. And there's so many great ideas that have never been done, invented, or even spoken about because they're holding back, they're too afraid, and they think, I'm not ready. A lot of researchers actually have that problem. Uh, if, you, if we're looking at uh, researchers that want to get go to market, they sometimes never go to market because they're never ready. The research is never done. <laughs> and um, starting before you're actually ready, I mean, and we can put that in everything in life. Um, when is someone ready to have children? I think no one is ever ready to have children if we look at it in a realistic way. Um, so, uh, but they still have children and it all works out most of the time, luckily. <laughs> um, so yeah, thank you. I, I enjoy that. And I love that you say it's a, the best self-development course that someone can go on to if, you, if you're an entrepreneur. Um, yeah. And also with the, with the clarity um, again, without going too much into detail, but just to introduce that, because we will talk about it in another episode. Um, did you have a moment in, in your journey uh, where you sometimes thought, okay, this is where I was very clear, or now something became clear that could have been at the beginning or any uh, yeah, personal anecdote from, from your life? Well, there are so many of those because clarity comes in stages okay? and we, we always think we want to have all the answers when we start out. It sort of goes along with the not ready, but we want to have a perfect picture of where we're going. And we don't always have that. We often just have the clarity of the next step. And that's one of the things that I've really discovered in my journey is I'll get clarity on one step and then I take that step and then maybe I get clarity on the next step later, but I don't always have the clarity five steps ahead of time. But what I do have the clarity on and what I do want you know, to focus on when we dive deeper into clarity, is the clarity about what matters, what, what's really important. So for me, my journey to clarity around my entrepreneurial adventure, <laughs> we'll call it that, started when I was still in corporate and I was working and I, I, I loved my job. I loved a lot of the things that I was doing. I reached a point where I started to feel like something was missing, where I felt like I wasn't 
using all of my potential. I wasn't using all the skills and talents I had and that there, there was something more that I needed. Right. And, and there's that moment, I think in a lot of our lives, and we, we often have this moment multiple times. It's not just once, but at that moment, it was, it became very clear to me that I needed to start exploring what really mattered to me and really start diving into what was important, what I wanted to do, what skills and talents I wanted to use. And I started doing that. You know, I, I hired a career coach and then I got my own coach certification and I started on this, this journey even before I left my corporate environment. So when we talk about clarity, it, it's really being clear as to almost the next question sometimes. Yeah, I, I I can really identify with that because also me, I started my entrepreneurial journey once I was in a full-time job, knowing that this is not what I wanted anymore. So that's that's sometimes it's good to have the clarity on what you don't want um, before you actually know what you want. And I, I didn't know what I wanted. I knew some things that I enjoy. I didn't know what coaching was or neuro-linguistic programming, NLP. Um, and did some training in that and then got certified and things. And I thought, oh, okay, yeah, I enjoy that. But then still, I didn't know what do I do with that and and just started things. And um, it just developed from there. And it, like you say, clarity comes in stages. I love that because it does. No one has to figure out their entire life. And um, because no one will be able to, <laughs> there's too many factors that play in uh, where your life changes. And uh, because you wanted to change because of, people around you or because of what's happening in the world actually mm. yeah a hundred percent and it, there's always there's always another question of why um or or what's important and it's funny because I didn't actually start my business talking about risk-taking I started talking about leadership and women's leadership and not that risk-taking is not an essential part of leadership because it is you know leaders by definition should be risk takers because you're stepping out in front of people and and creating a path but i started talking about leadership and it was it took some trial and error before honestly i got to the whole risk taking piece but once i got that clarity that risk taking is really where my passion is then things started to open up for me so sometimes it's a matter of going with what you think at the time, because I had obviously lots of leadership experience and obviously I still work with people in leadership, let's be realistic, but you start, you know, you start that journey and some, and the clarity followed, but I was very clear when I left corporate that I wanted to help women leaders. And so helping women leaders with their leadership was an obvious place to start. And it's evolved into risk-taking because as I worked with people, I started to realize that a lot of women are risk takers. We're not trained to be risk takers. We're not socialized to be risk takers. And biologically, we're a little less likely to be risk takers than men, especially when we're talking about stressful situations, which who isn't always under stress. <laughs> so it's been really interesting, the work that I've done with women leaders has led me to this path too. So that's another thing that as an entrepreneur and, and in your risk-taking as an entrepreneur, you start someplace and you you learn and you talk to people and you evolve and grow as your business evolves and grows. 
Yes, exactly. And I, I know you've written some books. Maybe we, we pick up on of those because it's also the introduction episode of you. And you just talked about um, female leaderships and uh, things like that. And your latest book also deals with that, uh, which is actually a fiction book um, that I also started reading. Um, so tell us a bit more about the books and, and how they reflect all of that, basically, and how you evolve in in that whole topic in in a creative way as well but writing non-fictional and fictional books about it well that's that's a funny story in and of itself because I didn't start out writing fiction so when I I left corporate work I knew I wanted to write I was an English major in college I so you know like any English major I want to write and I love writing and I started writing a non-fiction book I started writing a book of course about leadership and Honestly, I was bored to tears with it. <laughs> I thought, okay, if I'm bored to tears with it, then everybody else is going to be too. So I put it aside. I, honestly, I said, okay, I'm just going to put this aside and we'll come back to it later. And one day I was out taking a walk and it was a beautiful day. And I was out, I was listening to music. I was bopping along, just, you know, kind of not even really thinking about anything. And all of a sudden I started hearing this story in in my head and I'm thinking okay well this is really interesting <laughs> and so I came back and and I wrote it down and that actually became the prologue of my book discovering power which is about a woman leader so it's about a an, an IT executive in a corporation and and her journey of you know discovering her power and her journey of trying to overcome what I I'm going to call a crisis of conscience in her leadership where you know things happen in the corporation and she's really rocked by it she, you know her whole world is rocked and and she's realizing that her values aren't aligning with the corporate values and she doesn't know what she's going to do about it and so she really has to go on a deep exploration of it and it was really it was really fun writing it because I realized that there's so many ways we can learn storytelling. Storytelling is such, you know, it, it, it's an inherent part of the human experience. And it's so much more fun talking about these topics, at least for me in a fictional environment where I can explore different points of view. And, and that's, for me, the fun part about writing fiction is that I can it doesn't always have to be, well, you have to do it this way and you have to do it this way. And this is right. And this is wrong because everything is nuanced. And so in fiction, all the nuances can, can come out. And that's what I love. That's what I love about it. Great. Yeah. I'm not going to give too many spoilers and you have not so uh, luckily because I haven't finished the book yet, <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 I am also uh, reading at that point where she, um, discovers that she doesn't really agree with what's happening in the company and uh yeah it will be very interesting and like you say with the storytelling um subconsciously people take on things and understand things in a different way rather than saying okay this 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 here's a checklist and these are the questions to ask yourself which is also a great thing to do however uh, it's a bit more creative way with a fictional book to go through this um, development yeah. Yeah, yeah plus, I, plus I, yeah plus there's going to be more more books in the series so the second book in the series it's a trilogy the second book in the series is coming out soon and 
that's called pursuing truth. And that goes into a little bit more about relationships in the workplace and how those things spill over to our personal lives and how really our personal lives and our business lives are a lot more intertwined than we often you know, think about, and then I'm in the middle of writing the third one. So I think, yeah. And and it's so true what you also just said that um, a lot of times, I mean, entrepreneurs less maybe because they, they mix personal and and business life, of course, because it is their life. Um, I am always a big fan of separating things actually also for your health and well-being to be able to switch off. Um, But uh, for sure, everything that happens in your business life will spill over into your personal life. And the other way around as well, because we're just humans and we can't say, oh, I'm a robot here and then I'm a, I'm another robot there and uh, not being affected by anything that happened uh, during the day. Mm. Yeah. And, and we like to think we can keep it separate. We can compartmentalize and a lot of people try, but, it, but actually that's not healthy. I, to your point, we need the separation. We need to be able to step away from our business, you know, to, to get creative, right? It, the whole story about how my book came to being a perfect example of why we need to step away from our business at times because when we're in the middle of thinking about it we don't always come up with that those creative ideas and um but at the same time we're whole people and we need to bring all of ourselves to our work and our personal lives so yes thank you um right so we just briefly touched on on the three pillars and obviously talked also about you um Is there anything else that you wanted to mention in this episode before we go and dive into awareness in the next one then, basically, and take this apart, let's say, and look a bit deeper into that? Well, the only other thing, the other creative adventure sort of that I have going is is starting a YouTube channel, right? And starting doing video, both doing interviews and doing some, you know, individual YouTube stuff. I know you have a YouTube channel too. And so that's another creative outlet that, you know, I love. And and I think creativity is such an important part of the entrepreneurial journey. And the three pillars tie into creativity. So we'll talk about that more, but I guess I wanted to mention the YouTube channel because that's fun for people to check out as well. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you should actually check out all the resources, um, maybe connect with um, with Karen on LinkedIn and uh, all of the links as usual, you find on creativestartupacademy.com slash podcast. And there you have all the links to to her books and uh, to, to her YouTube channel, as well as to her LinkedIn uh, and maybe some other websites and stuff like that. So stay tuned. That That's obviously uh, once this is released, this episode is already there and feel free to connect with her. If you do, uh, make sure you mention the podcast so she can put you into uh, some kind of uh, yeah understanding how and why you're contacting her. Um, but yeah, thank you, Karen, so much for, for this first episode. I'm really looking forward to dive into those topics deeper because I'm sure I'm going to learn a lot and also the listeners. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for having me. That was this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. And just to let you know, I have a free starter package available in my academy. Just go to creativestartupacademy.com slash academy and sign up. And if you can, please, please, please leave a review that will help me with my ranking and will ensure that other people will be able to listen to this podcast as well. Thank you and until next time.